Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Good morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this. We happen to be uh, doing this podcast in the morning. Welcome to the Feathered Desert. This, of course, is Cheryl, and Kirsten is with me. And we are going to talk about wrens of the Southwest, a boisterous clan. So wrens are small birds, but what they do not have in size, they make up for in personality, chatter, and curiosity. And our Sonoran Desert has several wrens that flit through our deserts and urban landscapes. And Kirsten's ha- Kirsten has one that's our favorite. Yes, absolute favorite. Won me over when I moved to the southwest. The cactus wren. It is large, chunky wren with a long, heavy bill, a long, rounded tail, and short, rounded wings. The cactus wren is actually the largest wren in the U.S. It also has the distinction of being the state bird of Arizona. Rightly so, it's an amazing bird. This wren is a speckled brown bird with bright white eyebrows. That really clues you in. The bright white eyebrows will tell you that this bird is the cactus wren. Those eyebrows extend from the bill across and above their red eyes to the sides of the neck. They have pale cinnamon sides and a white chest with dark speckles. The, bla- the back is brown. Not the black is brown. The back, <laughs> the back is brown with heavy white streaks and the tail is barred white and black. Males and females do look alike. Yes, they do. <clears throat> They're a quite striking bird, really, they are. The first yeah. time you see one, they kind of blow your mind a little bit. Other, unlike other wrens that typically hide in vegetation, the cactus wren seems to have really no fear. They perch atop cacti and other shrubs to announce their presence, and they forage out in the open. They're constantly running across mm-hmm. my yard. Uh, these birds do not cock their tails over their back the way other wrens do. Instead, cactus wrens fan their tail feathers, flashing white tip, the white tips of the tail. Now, I have seen them do the wren bob. Yeah. They, don't, they don't hold it in that V shape like, um, like other wrens yeah. do. If you look at the body and the tail, it looks like a little V. But I have seen them do the bob where they kind of do that like if they're sitting on my um, bird bath. Sometimes they'll do the tail bob, and, and that's what wrens do to make that little V shape. But yes, typically you're not going to see that shape with them at all. So cactus wrens, as we, as we blah, 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 blah. I apologize. As we just <laughs> said, it's early morning and my mouth just went crazy. Okay, as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, cactus wrens make more than one nest a year. It's spherical. I have also heard it referred to by other ornithologists as a football shape, which it kind of is. It's a nice, it spreads out a little bit. Males and females occupy different nests throughout the year. Cactus wren is an insect eater. When feeding its nestlings, it will pull the wings off of the grasshopper before it feeds it to the baby. That's nice. But that is quite a lot of wings because one cactus wren nestling eats 14 grasshoppers a day. I just thought I had to throw that fact in because it was, that was so interesting. That's a lot of work. A lot of work. And I guess wings don't taste good. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're, they're a little too much roughage. I don't yeah. know. Um, so the cactus wren lives in the desert, arid foothills, coastal sage scrub, and urban areas of the southwest. They especially love areas with thorny shrubs like the choya and the prickly pear. Yes. So our next wren is the rock wren. 
and I have seen this uh, little wren um, often in my um, hiking and camping. So um, it, the rock wren is a medium-sized wren with a long tail and thin bill. Pale brown above and whitish below with slight buffy or peachy wash coloring on the lower belly. I like that peachy wash. Thing. Yeah. Sounds very southwest. Um, back and wings are finely speckled. Underpants are finely streaked, but often look whitish. I like the way they say underpants. Underpants, and, yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> in the descriptions. The small industrious wren constantly hops around rocks investigating crannies for insects and spiders which they extract with their delicate bill. This resourceful species thrives even in bleak desert settings occupied by few other than birds. The rock wren is not known to drink water. I thought this was interesting. But instead gets all of its needs from its food. Male rock wren is a truly remar remarkable singer. And that's throughout the, the wrens. They yeah. are really quite um, vocal. And can have a, the male wren can have a large sound song repertoire of a hundred or more songs. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot that's, of songs. That's amazing. In that, in that, <laughs> if you think about how, you know, compared to his uh, size, how yeah. big his brain actually is. Many, um, it has learned from its neighbor, neighbors, so they're mimics. Yeah, it appears to be so. Rock wrens are, are on one of the few uh, bird species that uses landscapes significantly altered by industry or um, other human activity. Nesting in road cuts, railroad tunnels, gravel pits, clear cuts, coal mines, spoils, and refuge heaps. And I will say that, you know, when you go, when you go camping in a campground, they usually line it with rocks or they have some sort of rock pile there. Yeah. Nine out of ten times in um, Arizona here, you'll have a rock wren in that rock pile. Nice. And that's what they do. They sit in that rock pile. Yeah, they would be considered that, adapters. Yeah. And it's it's nice to know that at least some of the stuff we're doing, someone's taking advantage yes. of. Yes, and the cactus wren and the rock wren, I have found in my experience, are not um, shy. No, no. In my experience with wrens in general, as a whole family, none of them are shy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay, you're in my space. You stay over there. I'll stay over here. It's not yeah. like, you know, except cactus wrens will run across your shoes. They will run across yeah, your they shoes. Yeah, really, they, they yeah. really have no fear. Rock <laughs> wrens won't do that, but they will acknowledge you and say, okay, you know, your I corner, my you. corner. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kirsten. All right, we're moving on to the canyon wren. The canyon wren... Um, is a tiny bird with a big voice. That is no joke. The canyon wren sings a gorgeous series of sweet, cascading whistles that echo off the rocky walls of its canyon habitat. That, it's the echo, makes them seem like they're huge. And they're this little tiny bird. Yes. Canyon wrens are incredibly agile birds that hunt for insects, mostly among rocks, scaling cliff faces, and using their long, slender bills to probe into crevices with surgical precision. And you're not kidding, scaling cliff faces. This is when I usually see canyon wrens. Actually, when my husband and I go out to Boyce Thompson Arboretum, um, they've got great canyon wrens out there, and you see them going up the cliff sides, like, like a little woodpecker. <laughs> so they are a warm cinnamon brown with a salt and pepper pattern on their head and a neat white throat patch. 
The vertebral column of the canyon wren is actually attached higher on the skull than it is on most birds. This is fascinating to me. This modification, along with a slightly flattened skull, allows a canyon wren to probe for food in tight crevices without bumping its head. Oh my gosh. It's, it's yeah. adaptation at its best right there. Right. They took right. a niche that nobody else could use and they adapted themselves to it. It's amazing. So canyon wrens actually sometimes steal insects trapped in spider webs, or they will brave a wasp's nest sometimes to steal uh, insects that are in there. Yeah. They're just cheeky, aren't they? They are. <laughs> they are. I see them a lot in um, um, Canyon Lake yeah. when we're kayaking. I used to think that those were nuthatches. Oh, when yeah. Be before I knew really what a nuthatch was. Right. Because I'm just watching the behavior. The way they're moving. Yeah, the I can see they're that. moving. And, um, but they're not. It's canyon wrens. And they do have a, a beautiful song. They really do. Yeah, they do. So our next wren is the Buick's wren. And the Buick's wren is a medium-sized brown wren with a long tail that is often held up. Like we were saying, wrens have a particular posture. Yeah. The bill is long and slightly curved. Note the white eyebrows and dark barring on the tail. These are boisterous and curious birds. Their plumage varies regionally from rusty brown in human areas to grayish brown in drier regions. Now, the Buick's wrens are noisy, hyperactive little birds, and they are master vocalists, like they're in the right um, family for that, that belt out a string of short whistles, warblers, um, bur burrs, and trills to attract mates and defend their territory or scold visitors with the raspy calls. A young male uh, Buick's wren learns to sing from neighboring adult males while he is coming of age in his parents' territory. The songs he develops differ from his father's, with a note change here or a syllable there, and his mel melodious, melodious. melodious signature, excuse me, he acquires between the ages of about 30 and 60 days will be his for life. These wrens are common in much of the western North, North America, and Buick's wrens eat insects, but will eat fruits, seeds, and other plant matter, especially in winter. And Buick, Buick's wrens build their nests in cavities or on ledges about 30 feet off the ground. I like this little wren, although just, just as a note for spelling... It's spelled B-E-W-I-C-K, so it looks like Bewick. Yeah. But it's which apparently I, pronounced Bewick. Yes, which I had to put out that, I had to put the pronunciation in there so that I wouldn't mispronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I always want to say Bewick. <coughs> yeah. I always want to say Bewick. But that's all right. It's not pronounced that way. All right. So we're going to go to the house wren. This guy is found... All over. All over the place. So the house wren is a small, nondescript brown bird. I hate it kind of when they say nondescript. They're a pretty little brown bird, but they're generally a brown bird with a short tail, a thin bill, and dark barring on the wings, and tail with a paler throat. House wrens have an effervescent voice and is a common visitor to backyards. Spending its time zipping through shrubs and low tree branches, snatching at insects. That's what they do with their time. Mm -hmm. Because they are cavity nesters, house wrens thrive around buildings, yards, farms, and other human habitations with their many nooks and crannies. 
Yes, I actually had a house wren build a nest in an old nest box that I wasn't using anymore for um, our indoor animals. And I put it out on the porch. It was two steps away from our back door, and we had a house wren nest in it. And every time we came out on the back porch, she had no problem sticking her head out and screaming at us. And I'm like, dude. So I had to leave it there for an entire season. And then when she left, I I moved it so it wasn't super close. So that's two wrens, excuse me, that are more adapters. Yes. Because they are... Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So house wrens eat a variety of insects and spiders, including beetles, caterpillars, earwigs, and daddy longlegs. They also eat small snails for the grit that it adds um, for digestion and calcium. It um, aids that in their little um, thing where they digest everything in their, their throat. stomach? You know, Not the crop. The crop, thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, early morning. The house wren has one of the largest ranges of any songbird in North or South America because it breeds from Canada through the West Indies and Central America. Southward to the southernmost point of South America, and generally the Buick's wren and the house wrens will not nest in the same area. I think that's really interesting. But you, since the house wren is so widespread, you can imagine the pressure on the Buick's wren um, because of the success of the house wren. The Buick's wren, they don't want to overlap. Right. It takes a little bit more um, territory away from the Buick's wren, so they're suffering a bit more just because the house wren is a, is a better adapter. Right, I mean, because the Buick's wren and the house wren generally share the same um, Yeah, habitat. the same kind of habitat. Yeah. Same kind of habitat. The house wren has been more adaptable, and they're both they're territorial, and um, wrens right. have some unflattering behavior when it comes to territories. Yeah, they're not super nice to each other. Right, so <laughs> the Buick's wren just chooses not to be around I mean, it's smart. Yeah. Just makes it harder for him. Yeah. Or for them. So um, these, in closing, these amazing small birds are full of personality and big voices. So it's a joy to spend time with them here in the Phoenix Valley, where it is home to a variety of these wrens. Just a quick note. This is the last new episode for a little bit. Cheryl and I will be taking a break. We will have new episodes back at the end of May, but we will be rebooting some classics so that you can listen to those in the meantime. Thanks.